0: I feel like it's the first thing I do so like it's like time to take pulse I'll put my fingers on the patient's pulse and I'll just stay there for a good I don't know like 5-10 seconds and just kind of take it all in first.
1: Welcome back to the Forever Young podcast a Chinese med-based podcast made by students for I was gonna say for students but it's pretty much for like everyone basically that's our motto right? Just like that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: everyone.
1: Uh, well, we have our co-host, we have Nick. What's up? What's up? We have Tim. Heyo. Charlie. Hello. And I am Brennan. So today's topic will be revolving around uh, pulse and tongue. Um, mainly just all a whole bunch of that stuff.
2: Do you say pulse or tongue and, or tongue and pulse? Oh! oh controversy? <laughs> 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 I think I said tongue and
0: pulse.
3: But yeah,
2: I, don't I said know tongue and why I pulse. Right. Nah. So yeah, no, nah, I, I sounded that... really funny like, <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, now that you mention it, yeah, I usually say tongue and pops, but I was reading straight off the off the whiteboard. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it. Uh... So what are we gonna cover today? Oh, let's see. we so, got that like so one thing we've So let's This is you...
0: a continuation of the Diagnosis podcast that is probably released last week, next week. No, oh, that be
2: last week. week. Yes. Yes, yeah, so it will be last week when this podcast comes
0: out. So tongue and pulse, we look at for pulse, the pulse represents the condition of the body. Where we do it in clinic, we use it at the end of our um, inquiry, and then we just um, feel the pulse and then look at the tongue. And for pulse, we're looking for what organs we think may be affected, um, the quality, whether it's an excess or deficient pulse. Um, Do you guys use it for anything more
2: than that? Um, not not really. But what do you think about mm. using the pulse at the start before you
1: talk? Because that's an interesting topic. But... no I don't really like that. Because when I, I find when I'm using pulse and tongue, uh, it's to confirm something. You know, I'm, I'm looking out for something. Okay.
2: You know yeah. I mean? So you, you've like made up your diagnosis already, and then you have a look at the pulse, or the, and the tongue, and you're like, yeah. okay, so these yep. match my symptoms. So what do you do if it's like completely
1: not anything that you're looking mm. for? I'd have to I'd have to like reanalyze my diagnosis, but like try to weave it into like, okay, so it might be like like let's Just say Slightly, <laughs> <thing. laughs> <laughs> But like let's say let's say for example they're coming for like digestive stuff. Oh, breathing into the mic a lot. Um let's say they're coming for, for like digestive stuff and I feel weak spleen pulse when I'm expecting like a, a, a slippery one.
2: Kind of stuck you there. Let's go through the Oh, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah jump so a little bit, eh? Let's like mention all the pulses and how we look for them and And what they are
1: before we get fully into that does anyone explain like tongue and pulse for people that don't aren't really fully familiar with it or anything like that like what we use it for i know you did did briefly go into it like the different organs and things like that
0: yeah so we take left and right pulses left is yin and right is more associated with yang and there's three different positions that we look at um They're called chun guan and Shu, which you don't really need to know or remember. remember. But on the left-hand side, the first position is the heart, and then the second position is the liver, and the third position is the left kidney. And then on the right-hand side, you've got the first position as the lung, and then the second position as the spleen, and the third position as the right kidney. So basically, we feel with three fingers over all of these pulses, and we look at the depth, and the quality of the diameter of the vessel and things like that, and that kind of helps us to inform the diagnosis. And I think we can talk about the tongue when we go more into the tongue. Yeah, yep, yep. on the pulse right now.
3: Do you want know to find very interesting is like some uh, practitioners and stuff actually just use the tongue and pulse. They like don't really care too much about what the patients say, just in case they might have a bias. And they solely focus just on the tongue
2: and pulse for the diagnosis. Yeah, it's because it's like the body can't lie type thing, you know. So it's the true conditions of the body. What the pulse says and what the tongue says is is actually what's going on in the body. No matter what they say, these things can't lie. Do you think this ever affects how you,
3: when you treat the patients, Then be, because you focus on, like, talking to them first and then confirming it with your tongue and pulse. Do you ever think that, like, sometimes it might skew
1: how you sort of how you would receive the consultation from the patient yeah yeah so let's say someone is a little bit more weaker or something like that uh or sorry sorry so they, they show more excess signs or something like that like, like heat and don't feel their pulse it's all weak yeah. i'm going to be a little bit more careful because i don't want to like you know, i'm not gonna uh what do you call it uh like reduce a lot because they're deficient it's like a false heat you know the whole concept of like false heat and all that that's confusing. Yeah, setup. and trying to yeah. choose points that are more tonifying yeah, and more yeah. building. Right? Yeah, and then that's less focused on the excess side and more building up that little, that core, that core core. Trying not to move too much. Yeah, exactly, they don't have much exactly. to move. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, what about um, treating to change the pulse? So you, you don't take needles out or,
1: you know, you don't do anything if it doesn't change the pulse. Yeah, I was at external and I was taking the pulse while the needles were in. And then all the other practitioners were like, what the hell, like, what is he doing? And then I didn't know, I was only like first second, first year, it was in first year, second term, And I was taking the pulse while the needles were in. And the practitioners were really confused. And then one, one of them came up to me and they were like, the pulse is going to change. See, no use taking the pulse. And I was like, okay, should I have known that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but
2: like you take the pulse at the start and then yeah. you, know, you take the pulse towards the end of needling and if nothing's changed. I, I just think it's an interesting concept that You know, we sort of don't do much on, you know what I mean? Like, when we learn pulse, we learn, like, this is how we look for pulse. Yeah, like, it's like, this is where the pulse is, and this is how we look for it. And these are the things you look for, but that's about it. We don't, like delve too deep into it
0: but some of the clinicians that we follow they do come in once the needles are in and they will take the pulse of the patient while they're in the table as well so a few of them do use that technique but i feel like it's not emphasized when we learn about it i feel like pulse is hard enough to learn that it's like they don't want to overwhelm us with everything
2: yeah because you have to learn like what a normal pulse is first and by the time everybody feels everybody's pulses in class, you're like, well, everybody's pulses changed
1: because you know you're running around, you're doing other things, and like normal's different from person to person too. Like someone might have a stronger pulse than another, but they also might be a little bit skinnier or something like that. And then there's just a whole bunch of other things to consider, and that's what makes pulse so so damn hard. It's like also trying to define what type of character is what. You know what I mean? Someone tell we had dirty dirty blood at some stage, I was like, I don't know. oh, jeez. Yeah, there's lots of different terms that we don't see, you know, like we
2: we get less of, you know, like oh, there's there's stones in the gallbladder or there's problems with the gallbladder, you know, a lot of people come up with that type of stuff, and a lot of people, you know, associate more heart towards the pulse. I don't know if that's due to being like a blood vessel or whatever, but they talk about the heart a lot when it comes to pulse. Supposedly so even in like Western Med if you can if you're so good at pulse taking
3: you can feel if someone has problems with uh, their heartbeats or like some sort of high blood pressure or something's wrong with their valves in their heart's closing if you can actually feel it. Oh actual valves. Yeah, like mm-hmm. if there's something wrong with uh during the shutting phase of like one of the valves, it's like not working as well, so let's do this. It's, no, sometimes, it's absolutely hell. crazy how how in-depth
1: pulse can be, in terms of the Western medicine. Yeah. It would say it's like incorporation of like the Chinese medicine emphasis on pulse in like a Western medicine perspective. Is that kind of like how they interpret it in a way? Maybe, I'm not too sure, but I know that this
3: guy, this, one of the practitioners is so good at pulse taking Damn. that he can feel when the closing... And the opening of the bowel, there's something wrong with the, like, the love and the dove part of the heart. It's crazy. That love and the dove took me
1: back <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, going back.
0: So do we want to explain some types or qualities of the pulses? Like what do you see most as a type of pulse in clinic or when you're treating people?
2: I immediately look for like thready pulses, so yeah. if the pulse feels like a bit of bit of um, string under your finger, um, which would indicate like a blood deficiency or something. There's, you know, there's not enough blood to, like, fill the whole vessel. Um, and then I definitely look for, like, taut pulses, so if the pulse is bounding up against your finger, so it's, like, really pushing your finger away, and that's indication of stagnation. And you, you typically look for, like, liver cheese stag, or, you know, pain, or something like that. They're my go-to, and then uh,
1: occasionally, when I don't forget, I look for, like, slipperiness. Slippery, I see like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I see that a lot. I, I just mean, forget to look for it. It's easy. To, uh, I find it probably kind of the easiest to identify. It's because it just feels like a ball kind of thing. Like, like it's rolling almost. All, yeah. All rolling.
2: I think, isn't it described as like a pearl under a plate? Yeah, or something? yeah a pearl
0: on a plate and then it's just like rolling around <laughs> in your palm. If you can be seeing my hand motion.
1: <laughs> like a pancake,
2: apparently. (laughs) So what do you guys look for most in the pulse? Tim, Tom?
3: Um, I think the one that I see the most is probably slippery in a lot of my patients because um, I have a few patients who tend to be a bit more large size and a bit more overweight and they come in to the clinic or to help with weight management and stuff and you can feel like the pulse is very slippery a lot of dampness inside especially the spleen and the stomach and it's like oh that's like the first indication for me to ask about like diet exercise and stuff was that what's causing this sort of accumulation of all the damp and stuff
0: you can also look for the speed of the pulses where it's a little bit faster than normal or slower than normal fast normally is like heat related and Slow is more to do with cold or stagnation type syndromes.
1: I person I personally like forget to to go with the speed. I don't know why. I just it just. I
2: like, I do the same. Yeah, doesn't. I'm looking for other things.
1: I I forget yeah. to
2: think about the speed because we don't exactly count the amount of beats mm-hmm. in the in polls, like Western Med side. Yes, I probably I feel like we probably should incorporate that
0: I feel a little like bit it- more. I feel like it's the first thing I do. So, like, it's, like, time to take pulse. I'll put my fingers on the patient's pulse and I'll just stay there for a good, I don't know, like, five, ten seconds and just kind of take it all in first before I start looking at each individual, like, organ or each side.
1: I'm oh, smart. Yeah. Like, as an overall kind of...
0: Yeah, so I'll just be, like... Here and then I'll on the side Yeah. Here. Nice. And Remember,
1: this be, is a podcast. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'm explaining to. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll add some photos and diagrams. But yeah, overall, I just hold lightly. Like you know how when we were taught in first year to kind of feel lightly and then use more pressure or light pressure depending on what what you feel. Yeah, it's there. a three levels, is that right? Yeah.
1: Superficial and then what's so the middle? One. Middle and then middle. deep. Yeah. yeah. I feel like turning the
2: wrist is now quite important. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I did an external, and he was he was big on pulse. Um, he did all of his diagnosis through the pulse. But turning turning the arm so it's so the wrist is facing up.
1: Yeah, up, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not like closing off the valve because when you rotate ex- so externally, rotate your wrist. The thumb yeah. pointing up, basically. Yeah, yeah. So instead, point point the thumb up and it relaxes the muscles so it can feel the pulse better.
0: Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um, one of the clinicians, they say that if it's kind of your hand is lying flat like that, all of the pulses will feel taut because, because of what Nick was saying. So if you turn it that way up, you'll get a different, I guess, feeling of the pulses.
1: Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that done before. And I think, uh, I, think I get a better, a more clearer result if I turn it, because they're more relaxed. They're like, wrists up like if their palms are up then you tend to i don't know you get you tend to that area is whole, a lot more tense so you can't actually feel the
2: and that's it. another thing uh, that's hard to explain to a patient is you have got to put your hands out and relax mm-hmm. don't tense or push them out because it stretches everything
1: so yeah. everything's going to feel wiry and taut and you know it's going to skew a diagnosis it makes a difference i had a patient on monday that was like that he knew that he had to be relaxed when we took the pulse and he was sitting there he closed his eyes and went and just relaxed and it was so good because I could feel his pulse. He was also a really healthy dude and he was like 80. I was like far out crazy but he was the dopest dude. Shout out to that dude.
3: <laughs> Shout out to that dude. I think it's really crazy how uh, a lot of older patients you'd think that they would have like a lot more sort of health conditions because they're older their bodies work a but I've also noticed a lot more healthier patients in their 80s than i've seen in people in their 30s which is really crazy about how once you're older you're sort of more health conscious about your body and you can really tell it from the tongue and pulse it's just like everything's regular their pulse is like nice even very smooth no no tautness or slipperiness or whatever and their tongue looks really really healthy and you can sort of
1: tell and it comes out
3: I don't, I don't know
1: about you guys, but you know when we first started going solo, like, mid last year? Did y'all also have a whole bunch of old people coming to you? Like, I, I still get, I, my patients are
2: more 70-year-old <laughs> female in the student clinic. Damn. Mine
0: are mostly above 40 years old, so I don't think I have a patient under 40.
3: Wow. I think I have... Probably the opposite of you. Last September, I think I had a lot of twenty-year-old, uh, thirty-year-olds, occasionally forties, but most of them were a lot younger,
1: mm-hmm. and they were really good cases. They were very interesting cases. Interesting being like the the patient was interesting, or are we talking about the actual case? The actual case. Ah, oh, okay, like, okay. like they
3: come in with like digestive issues. Yeah like stuff that I feel like it's more than just pain, like stuff that you can try and work on together, where like, it's like, oh yeah, this has been worked, man has been working. It has depth, and yeah, it, it gives you depth. that reward,
1: yeah, yeah. The payoff after helping the patient is one of the most amazing feelings. That's true, that's true. I had a patient the other day that was like, okay, she was like coming in for high cholesterol, and I was like, there's not really much that we can do in terms of high cholesterol. And then she comes back this week and was like, oh, I feel great. You know, I've been sleeping well. I'm having more energy. I was like, damn, I did that? Shoo. (laughs) So when you start to see these patients more regularly, are
2: you looking for changes in the pulse? Like, do you identify, do you go back through your notes and be like, oh, so when we first started, your pulse was really tight, and really weak, and it was quite slippery. But now that you've come back and you're saying that you're feeling good, you're sleeping better, you know, these things are improving.
1: Do you say like, oh, like these these are the improvements in the pulse as well? Very slip, sorry, very slippery, very simply. Very, like, if it's like gone from deficient to a little bit more stronger, then hell yeah, that's, that's an improvement. If it's gone from slippery to not slippery, yay. But if it's like, oh, it's, it's changed to more of a faster and consistent pulse, I'm not really that specific with that type of stuff.
2: Because I know there's one patient that I saw when we first started co-treating at the start of last year, and, you know, she keeps coming up. You know, she's been coming all through the year and I felt her pulse the other day and I was like, compared to the first time I felt her pulse because she was like the first patient we saw and I felt the pulse and I thought I'd forgotten how to feel pulse because it was just weak. You know, she wasn't a very good sleeper and there were some other problems going on and it was just a generally weak pulse and I just thought I forgot how to take pulse
1: because
2: I just couldn't feel it. But then compared to when I
1: took her pulse the last time, it was stronger, it was more full and I thought that was really interesting do you know what's real interesting so I used to be like last year when I had my eczema and everything um my pulse used to be like huge like you know it was like really excess it was really strong really fast and like very I don't know yeah just more of the excess type and then I started going to a psych and then I started seeing uh going towards my mental health and then now it's more deficient <laughs> It just, it's just now just naturally more deficient I, I, mean, I had coffee today I'd that's the only reason why it's actually bounding and off the charts today but yeah it's its really interesting stuff
3: a good thing that you guys new uh, listeners at home can try out is whenever you feel really stressed have a feel of your pulse or, and have a look at your tongue you can notice like, massive like, differences when like, you're less stressed and then have a check back afterwards like when the stress is over if you're having like, an exam or something very stressful have a look you can notice these differences and you're like, it's crazy, interesting, how
2: in depth it can be. I feel like you'll notice the differences in the pulse more than the tongue. The tongue takes a little bit longer to, to change. And that's why the tongue is good to look at for like more of the internal conditions because it reflects that. So well. we'll get onto that in a minute. But
1: yeah, so the pulse changes really quickly. Um, yeah. And another thing I wanted to add to what Tim was saying, if you want to do something at home with your pulse, when you're sick, you get that cold, I I swear, I teach I teach this all the time. It's great. Um, so when you have when you have a cold, you put your oh, how did, how would you explain the the pulse position, especially so, with your fingers? Find that little notch on yeah, the thumb side. Yeah,
0: so in your thumb, follow that tendon along to the bone.
2: Oh, you are talking to my Charlie. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: I just forget that I'm not just explaining to be. Um, yeah, so if you, like, do a thumbs up and then you follow along, you feel that tendon at your wrist crease and then you feel a bone right past that and that's where the second position is. If yep. you put your middle finger over that bump.
1: Just towards more then- of, like, your... Medial nerve, like more towards it compared to like in between the medial medial nerve and that little bone, is where you you're definitely have there. some
2: diagrams. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, we can't explain so this verbally. Basically, but, you
0: know. from that body, you just feel for the vessel, yeah. there, and then put your index finger above it, so basically on the wrist crease, and then your ring finger underneath it. So it's quite kind, kind of I don't know why I'm showing you like this. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, it's 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 yeah.
2: a visual guide, it's a visual guide.
0: But yeah, that... We'll
2: have to start recording these podcasts. We'll we'll
1: film them. Yeah, we'll film them too, (laughs) Just for these tiny little things. I'll just use my GoPro in the corner. Just like, (laughs) this is the point of the camera every now and then. Nah, but I'm sure we'll hold a diagram with that. Um, On the lung position, which is your right side, the first position closest to your thumb, if you lightly just rest your finger on it while you're sick, you'll more more than likely feel your pulse. And that's more of like your superficial pulse. I I I, I teach that to my followers because it's one of the most easiest things to actually pick out because it's so distinct. You just rest your finger on it, if you feel it, then either you are sick or you're about to get sick. And it should be fairly like, thin and wiry, yeah. but superficial. Press down on it.
2: It's like a crazy down. pulse. Yeah. It's your classic crazy and pulse. And
0: that's the important thing with the superficial pulse. Once you press down on it, it goes away. You can't feel it anymore.
1: People describe that as a floating pulse, which I, I like, because like, it's floating on the surface and you press down, it's gone, which is crazy.
0: Mm.
3: Have you ever felt a superficial yeah. pulse in a different position.
0: I felt like a slightly superficial pulse, I guess, but I don't know if it was that because, yeah,
2: I no. I good, good job though. to just throw us all. No, 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 no.
1: I was like, like I, I, I was uh, again, was so blankly, I was like, no. <laughs> I think I might have, but I just didn't know what it was, so I just kind of just didn't classify it as superficial, maybe. We will do some research and we'll come back in the next two or three podcasts. Yeah, I'm curious day. now.
2: Yeah. Uh, Mr. Google got, got some of that? Um, one sec. There are some good sites for um, pulse indications on Dr. Google. I think one is Yin Yang House or something. All right, we're all Googling. Tom's just looking at me blankly. <laughs> <Yeah. It,
1: laughs> no, nah, Charlene's doing some
2: research right now. We're looking
1: at some charts. What
2: are some other classic pulses that you feel for? I don't
1: know. Talk towards the main one for me. Just for like the yeah, liver cheese stag or more like? Uh, more of like, uh, probably yes, yeah, st- a stagnation of some sort. You know, So you're looking for like pain in that case? Yeah, 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 pain. Pain is definitely like when you feel pain, there's more than likely a t- pulse or even a slippery one like that.
2: I like the the yin deficiency combo with the tongue and the pulse. That's oh, oh, like that. a classic. No, where no. The pulse is really thready yeah. and you know, it's a little bit rapid. And then the tongue will
1: have, like, no coat, slightly red. Do you do you go left or right? Sorry, I don't know. I forgot which, I forgot which theory that is, but right side young, left side's yin. This was only a couple of podcasts ago. <laughs> oh, I, know, I know, I know. But, like, when you feel your right more than left, um, do, you, do you use that in terms of yin deficiency, young deficiency um, to diagnose?
2: I use it less because, yeah, not as much.
1: Not as much as I probably could. Yeah, uh, well, it's also interesting when needling too in terms of that. I know we're going back to getting young, like a couple of podcasts ago. Um, but that side tends to be when you're needling tends to be more. It depends. It depends what case it is, but one side tends to be more sensitive than the other. Do you, that, do you find it? that? Do you find that there's a difference in male and female because the chi rises? Yeah, and falls. yeah. Now that you say that, I think it's mostly females that that no, yeah, is I
2: believe the chi rises from the left in females and falls on the right. So, like when
1: it. Flows through the meridians, it starts on the left side of the body. So, in terms of being more sensitive to one side, what's going on there exactly? I know it's a really weird, weird question, but. I'm not exactly 100% sure. <laughs> okay. <I> God, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that
3: is I, the
0: question.
1: Well, I've I, just found like the other day when I was doing a low, like a hip patient, um, one side <laughs> tended to be a lot more sensitive than the other a lot more and I was like oh she's like yeah this one's yeah I can't take like she couldn't. Like, we couldn't do anything on that side because she just couldn't take it it could be like a deficiency or it could mean that like that side of the body really needs yeah that's like, what I thought. needs the help you know which, which kind of sucked because in that case if the left side if the if the side that um, was more sensitive needed more help then we couldn't needle it you know because I mean? it's like well, oh, that's too painful.
2: I think then you should need all the right side because like uh, the right side will help the left side. Yeah, so that's what like I did. The, the I did. chi on that
1: side holds this chi. Yeah, it was a kid- it was like uh, close to kidney case. So then I did both bladder twenty three, which was like overall tonifying the whole area. So hopefully it worked out well. Yeah, good job. Have you got an answer? So, I
0: think we have an answer for the superficial floating poles. So it's called okay. This is according to sacred lotus.
2: Ooh, this side's good. Yeah, I will I will vouch for that. That side's yeah. actually. So
0: a floating or superficial pulse is called full mind. Sorry about the terms. Um, and it's normally indicated with something located in the exterior. So something like external invasion or um, yin deficiency with yin floating upwards. Um, so I think because an uh, uh, etiology is like to do with the lower part of the body and floating up to the upper regions, so I think because it is going up or it's external, the lung is the most likely pulse to be affected or like to be seen with a superficial pulse. Do you guys
1: remember being, uh, classifying like fatty foods as an epia? Like it's an external pathogen because it's like damp-inducing into the spleen. Well it's your diet, right? Huh? I thought it was uh, life it...
0: Stuff.
3: Well yeah. I mean like as in
1: like, as in like when we're describing, describing the di- diagnosis. I don't think it's like an external pathogen factor. Yeah. I don't, before, I don't know, like, I remember this came up and it confused the crap out of me. I was like, what? Fatty foods?" No, I think a it's the an
3: no.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, I'm like, does that mean if you ate a whole bunch of fatty foods, your pulse is slippery on your spleen side? I, I don't know. Is it Tom? I,
0: I would say so. I'm
1: joking. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Like, like, well, like, yeah, if so you're eating like fatty foods and bad diet. I oh, yeah. say slippery? I meant, I meant superficial. Oh, superficial. sorry. I meant oh, superficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. I'm <laughs> like, of course it'd be slippery, but like, because it's like an external, like external attack, <laughs> sure. that'd be a superficial pulse kind of thing? No, I don't think so, because it's like in the deeper level. Yeah, that's level. what I thought too. Because that's why, yeah, it confused me, so. Whack. <laughs> 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 have you
3: guys ever used, have you guys ever used more like obscure pulse diagnosis when you them diagnosing
2: like, to or <laughs> I try and not mix up the words because in our computer system it does have like a drop down arrow of a bunch of words that just mean nothing and yeah. they're just like well I can describe these a billion ways but uh, we should start to talk about tongue before we run out of time so does somebody want to describe the tongue or yeah describe the tongue <laughs> It is a, what slippery
1: piece of meat? <laughs> 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 what do we look out for? What do we look out for when it comes to tongue?
0: Um, size, color, tongue coat, um, whether it's moist or dry, whether it's trembling. Um, also, we look at the sublingual veins underneath,
1: which and that usually represents the internal mm-hmm. condition. Of the whole body it's like it's like the body doesn't lie like nick was saying also but the thing is it is subject to people you know brushing their tongues or, <sighs> the mate, or, oh, please if you go see a chinese
2: medicine doctor do not brush your tongue beforehand it doesn't matter if your breath smells you may feel whatever
1: just don't brush your tongue it doesn't matter beforehand. if your breath smells no mate, we, 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 we brush we. your
2: teeth yeah
1: yeah brush oh, yeah, your teeth. <laughs> yeah yeah just don't brush your tongue. yeah yeah you know how people are like oh the leading cause of bad breath is because you don't brush your tongue which is fair i think I don't brush my tongue. Yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) Uh,
2: So what do you guys look out for first when when somebody pokes their tongue out of you? What are you looking for?
0: The size, whether it looks enlarged, whether it's teeth marks or whether it's a bit more thin, and then I kind of, and the colour as well. Yeah, my brain goes
2: straight to the colour. Yeah. See, I start at the root and work my way down. So I look at the coat first, and then I'll see if there's cracks, and then I'll look at the tip. And then I'll do the sides if there's teeth marks or whatever, and I'll analyse the colour as I go through,
1: rather than, like... Yeah, red tip always comes to mind.
2: Sorry and red
1: the tip old. is the indication of... Heart heat, sun! <laughs> A-A.
2: <So> you generally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you generally find that in
1: people that sleep badly or have anxiety yeah. problems or uh, we something, mentioned, we mentioned something that containing earlier. the shin. Mm-hmm. We mentioned that in an earlier episode about uh, the importance of sleep. And the reason why I look at the red, the red tip a lot is because a lot of the time that's actually the leading cause of a lot of things. Like if people have a low energy, it just means they're not getting enough sleep. And you see that red tip. You know what I mean? Yeah, we cut back to sleep again. It's so important. Oh my God. We could have just called this podcast The
2: Sleep Podcast. I oh, wish you do a
1: whole episode of sleep eventually. Honestly. <laughs> we'll mark it in. We'll mark it in.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. So what are some key signs that you look for? Like, like the classics when you're talking about diagnosis and the pump? I think... For me a lot of it is like the, the coating and how thick so the, the normal coating is
3: generally a thin sort of white coating for for a lot of patients that i normally see it's like it's either like thick like very thick where it coats most of the tongue or it's it's pretty much essentially no coating so with, when it comes to like thick coating sort of thing you're like thinking maybe this is more sort of damp signs or like they're eating a lot of junk food or crappy greasy foods that really thick, like thickens the coating. Whereas uh, with thin coating, we think more signs of like uh, maybe yin deficiency or maybe this guy's not drinking enough water. That's why it's not forming this that sort of outer layer of coat. What else do you, what do you normally see shine in most of your patients or something that you notice is like really good?
0: I think I get mostly pain patients. Um, everyone likes to humble me their pain patients, which I do enjoy treating. Um, so I see a lot of like it's, it's purple, thank you. It's, I see a lot of purple kind of color, which is kind of like blood stagnation, the blood's, the blood's not moving. And in the same kind of thinking the veins underneath, they'll be a bit thicker and you'll be noticeably purple.
2: You see a lot of that, like, thicker sublingual veins in, like, your gynae patients. Mm. When they get a lot of period pain or, and blood clots and stuff like that, um, mm. you see those sublingual veins will be quite large and quite
1: purple. You yeah. know, like, classic, like, blood set yeah. type yeah. sign. Uh, with um, gynae patients on that, because I, I personally don't get a lot of gynae patients, what does that what does the tongue usually tell about some gynae conditions? Like, what do you look out for when it's a, a specific gynae case? I definitely look for the colour because they're probably blood deficient. Tongue will be quite pale.
2: Yeah, it's obviously not getting enough blood. And then, yeah, you look for the purple. Or, and then, um, depending on what their symptoms and signs are, the pulse will be, like, scalloped or have, like, teeth marks, because there could be a bit of dampness, especially, like, concerning endometriosis and conditions like that. But you guys, do you guys see a lot of gynaec patients at all?
3: I think, for me, I see... Uh, I have one or two patients who come in for, like dysmenorrhea, like pain, a lot of pain during, uh, before or after menstruation, Uh, before or during menstruation, I don't think afterwards.
0: Afterwards it's the thing, if you're, it's a deficiency, it'll be after the period.
3: I think for one of my patients, it's like, her tongue is like, very purplish, it's like, not the whole tongue, but you see spots of purple, and underneath the tongue, the sublingual veins are like, very, very prominent. Oh no! This patient's probably in a lot of pain.
2: Oofed. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing, uh, when we're talking about like uh, guiding patients to stick out their pulse, when we ask them to stick out their tongue, they wait. Stick, out about the pulse. Stick, stick out, out the pulse. Yeah, no,
1: When we were talking about pulse, oh, taking. I used to stick out their pulse. Yes, like out when so
0: they, like, no. <laughs> they their hand stick
1: their hands. We're talking about, about tongue, tongue. I'm like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do we yeah, no. sticking <laughs> out?
3: Another thing is, that bit <laughs> of the tongue stick out.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> i that way too often.
2: Jesus guys. <laughs> I'm to trying continue. to get to somewhere. <laughs> Don't force out your tongue. Just relax it, is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. just when you stick out your tongue, just poke it out, relax it. Otherwise, we won't be able to see the teeth marks or the actual shape of the tongue. And I notice that in a lot of patients where they, the first time they stick out their tongue, they're like poking it at me. And then I'd have a look at everything else, and then I'd tell them to stick it out, like put it back in and stick it out again, and then it will be like relaxed, and there will be like uh, teeth marks and other things.
1: They can't even be that shit. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I got nothing. No, that nothing. Was, <laughs> that was such a random thing. I love it. Um,
2: I'm trembling. Um, oh, I, I, see no that, about- I, see, I see that a lot.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I did read that that's a sign of spleen qi deficiency. Oh, really? I had that a lot when I had my eczema. Okay. Like, trembling tongue. I had a lot of itching, obviously. Like, wind itching. Um, and the tongue trembled a lot. And then I think that was one of the defining factors I was able to see when it started to improve that little bit. Tongue started tremble, uh, trembling less. I mean, it could be like a, a heart thing, maybe, too. I, I'm not too sure. I'm thinking it could be a neurological
0: thing. If just, yeah, the muscles... A week, you can see a trembling tongue.
2: Well, that comes back to the spleen, because the spleen can't nourish the muscles properly. So mm-hmm. if the spleen's weak, and then it's not producing enough blood to nourish the muscles, and you have that trembling in the tongue. What's
1: your What's your experiences with uh, deviating tongues? Because I haven't had a lot of that, personally. You get that in stroke patients? Just stroke patients? Like, or, like, properly deviated? Oh,
0: uh, yes.
1: Like Like...
2: Is I that Yeah, I
0: was going to say slightly deviated like, as well.
1: Is that uh, indicative of anything? Oh, let me see. Again, we... Uh, <laughs> the viewers can't see it. I'm glad to see it. No, yeah, it is
2: it. Deviated. Like, slightly deviated. In a stroke patient or a patient that has those type of problems. It will be very
1: deviated. They'll stick it out and they won't, just won't be able to put it to the middle at all. The diagnosis was shown. I've never seen something like that before. Is that like something like a stroke patient? Because I remember, do you remember how they are like full on just... Yeah,
2: yeah, I've seen maybe one or two, but we we don't see it too much. No. And there's plenty of photos, but yeah, we don't see it too often. But if it's really deviated, it's generally a stroke type patient. Timmy, no
3: you... Oh, my tongue's just deviating because my jaw is all messed up. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that from braces? No, I think it's just, I don't know why. It's just that oh, like no. my, my actual jaw is like shifted.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: when I open my mouth, it doesn't go
2: like straight up
3: and down. It's like,
2: oh, wow. Uh, oh, that's yeah. yeah we we'll like, all look to your tongue, but will never... It's all yeah, shifted it to the right. And that's because my jaw is all messed up. Do you get a lot of T&J pain? Not really,
3: but it's very sore when you press on, like, the TMJ sort of
1: point. It's very soft, but... Does it doesn't click? No, no Does it click? Clicks, exactly.
2: mm. So, like, it doesn't go, like... No. Again, uh, again yeah, no, I, know, I, know, I know, but
1: right. I guess, like, yeah, they <laughs> always get infer that I opened my mouth, you know? <laughs> yeah, all mine clicks, and that's why I'm always afraid to do, like, all the points around uh, that whole, you know, the... The front of the ear? Like, interior ear? Or, or like, what was it? Uh, Taeyang and... Taeyang, I'm, I'm okay with it. is not too bad, because it's not really that close to my jaw. But, like... No, you you thread threaded underneath. Oh, if you want to touch. Oh, uh. do, you, do you always thread No, not no, no. Yeah, yeah no, no. The d and
2: Man,
1: because I go straight in there, And it's, like... Yeah, what? Like, with, Ta- with Taeyang, I go straight in. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, directly in Kishore. Yeah. That, that oh, yeah. I and mean, when he that.
0: says straight in, him means perpendicular.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perpendicular. Like but yeah, a... if you thread it underneath the zygomatic arch, uh, you can hit that.
0: Really
3: good. Uh,
2: I don't know what that must I be. I really want to try that one day. Bucket? The...
1: Bucketheader? Top- uh, Buck- Buckle- Buck- Is it Bucketheader? Or, <laughs> or do you go other the zygomatic arch? Yeah. Oh, so you got under the zygomatic. Yeah, class. yeah I, I had that thought.
0: We did that in one medical um, class, and um, so tie underneath the zygomatic, and then was it stomach seven? Yeah, stomach yeah, seven, yeah thread, yeah, thread that up. Seven?
1: Or seven, or, or... No, seven. 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 And, they say, seven eight. Eight.
0: and then, yeah, um, electro and...
1: Yeah, I got that done when yeah. I had TMJ. Yeah, too yeah. good for <laughs> TMJ. No, oh no, no, it wasn't my dad. It was actually um, yeah, another student at the clinic did that for me, and it was like, mate, so good, so it's good. Like Frankenstein's monster kind of thing. Yeah, just, yeah. just in that, in it, it was so good. Oh my god.
2: So again, do you guys look for differences in the tongue each time a patient comes in? Do you see that? Like, do you see much change in their tongue? My sort
3: of rule of thumb, I think. Pulse changes very constantly throughout the day, whereas tongue takes a lot more sort of time when it comes to the tongue. So when I see uh, tongue changes and stuff, that's usually over like one or two weeks at least, and that's when I know that like internally the body's sort of changing a bit more. Whereas with pulse, it can be like a lot of things can fluctuate up and down with pulse, but with tongue, it's like not much changes from the previous condition unless it's
2: beginning to...
3: Uh, get better or get worse, then I can have a look at the tongue.
2: What do you look for in terms of changes? Like, what changes do you think will be the most? Like, where do you look for the change the most?
3: I think when it comes with, depending on what the worst sign and symptom from the tongue is what I look for in the, the next time I see them. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. If this patient comes in with, like, a lot of bloating and there's a lot of, like, dampness and then the tongue coat is very thick, that's, like, the primary one that indicates to me that this person has a lot of damp in the body. So when I look next week, I'm like, "How's the tongue cutting down? Or has it changed? Or it's like teeth marks or swollen tongue?" You'd have to have a look at what sort of changes from the next patient.
0: And speaking of changes, I don't know. Damn that's a the segue! Though, that's <laughs> segue. I, I was going
2: to say the same thing. Yeah, um,
0: but changing to the end of this podcast now, I guess. Um, thank you for listening. What a what a segue! <laughs> Thanks, <yeah.
1: laughs>
0: Put me on the spot, Nick. But um, as always, we're on Facebook for the young. Um, Give us a like or share, um, comment what you want to hear about next.
2: You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, any good site that has podcasts. And Um,
0: don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Nick B and I have Instagram. And if you want to contact Tom, then feel free to comment on Facebook and he'll be lurking around.
1: Maybe <laughs> yeah. always happy to pass on a message too. That's, yeah, it. that's yeah. it. got you,
3: man. I was I was waiting to say um, a roll off the tongue joke this entire time. Never, <laughs> just never. Your want it
1: you want to more us?
3: You want to more us? Just uh nah. Well, we need a, we need we time. need an intro card.
1: So you you want, you, want you want to throw that in? Ooh. Nah, only for the
2: tongue. Anyways, of <laughs>
1: come on. I'll Anyways, as no! always, welcome to the <laughs>
2: podcast. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye.